Welcome to The Abundance Journey, the show that helps spiritual entrepreneurs create an abundance mindset that accelerates revenue. Secretly, everything you experience in your life is actually abundance. Once you understand how to activate abundance, you find yourself in flow with your business and clients, so it's easy to create the revenue you want. The Abundance Journey is the only show that activates abundance for you, so you enjoy rapid results in your business. Here's your host, the Abundance Ambassador, Elaine Starling. It's Elaine Starling, and I am so delighted to be here with you today because I really feel guided. I read a lot of books, and lately, all these different books have been merging together and pointing me in a specific direction. I started with several different books about energy and energy healing, and that led me off to some other books that were about living your best life and ancient Uh, scripts that were written before the time of Jesus Christ, 500 years before the time of Jesus Christ. And all of these different things are pointing to exactly what I've been chatting with you about, that you are in fact in partnership with the divine at all times. And so I want to walk you through kind of what is happening. And I'm happy to share with you my book list too, because that might come in handy. But you know, right now, I think the most important thing is to help you understand what's happening step by step. See, you already have all the components to create the life you really want and create the things you want to experience. The thing is, you hold this trigger that puts everything in motion. And you don't realize that you're the one with that control. It's kind of like you're riding a horse And you hold the reins and the horse is the divine. It is that field of consciousness that is happy, eager, delighted to support you and help you create what you want. The problem is we're not so good at focusing on what we want. So I want to give you a couple of analogies. And I am quoting from a book called The Isaiah Effect. He points out a really simple concept, which is about how to make rock sugar candy. It's pretty simple. You put a whole bunch of sugar in a jar with water in it, and you stir it all up until the sugar completely dissolves in the water. Well, you know there's still sugar in there, even though you can't see the sugar. It's completely disappeared because it's been dissolved in the water. You know it's in there. You know everything you want is in existence in creation. It is held by the field of intelligence that I call the divine, okay? It already exists. So what happens? Well, when you're making rock sugar candy, you have to put a catalyst in. Usually, they'll use something like a fibrous string. And they put that string in the water, and then the sugar-laden water will seep into the string, and it starts to evaporate. The water starts to evaporate, and more and more sugar gets left on that piece of string. So When we create feelings about the things that we choose to experience in our world, our feelings are like the string in the sugar solution. We create this feeling picture and it goes out into that field of intelligence. It goes out to the divine with just enough energy to create this new possibility. That's the new thing that we want to experience. The key is that what is created completely matches that 
picture that we've shown. And often the picture has not necessarily got the emotions around it that we really want. So if you're super frustrated and angry, you tend to end up getting more experiences that make you super frustrated and angry. And that doesn't help. So the emotion that you attach to the picture is what creates that new possibility. So I'm going to take you through the steps for you to partner with the divine and partner effectively. This is a practice. This is not something that is like one and done and now you're perfect and you'll do this forever. This is something that it's like a baby learning how to walk. At first, it's a little challenging, but there are people out there who can help you. You got this. You can figure this out and you're, you will get stronger and more and more capable as you go. So be patient and compassionate with yourself and just go back to this again and again and remind yourself of the steps. Okay. So everything starts when you've got some situation that you'd really like to change. You want something to be better than what it is right now. So as soon as you notice, hey, I'd really like this to improve, I want you to create your intention. Your intention is what you want to create. Like I'm in the middle of writing a book. So I want to create my book. And how do I want to feel as I write my book? I want to feel free and so connected with the divine and in flow and joyful. I want to feel so excited about the readers of my book and the incredible transformation and experience that they receive. And I just want to soak in that essence. That's really what I'm trying to do. That's my intention is I want to create this incredible transformational book and I'm going to have so much fun writing it and others are going to have a lot of fun reading it. That's my intention. Everything that you want is because you think it will make you feel better about yourself. Yeah. The fancy car. Hey, look at me. I have a fancy car, right? That awesome, sexy body. Hey, look at me. I'm strong. I'm vibrant. I can do whatever I want. I can, And I look hot in a swimsuit, right? Anything you want is because you want to feel better about yourself, about who you are. And it's really ironic, but you don't have to wait to have those feelings about feeling good about yourself, about loving yourself, about celebrating yourself. You can actually be that person now. You can love that person now, exactly as you are, without the advanced degree, without losing 50 pounds, without making any changes in your life. It starts with this emotional, vibrational step. And once you get that down, everything else just kind of lines up and you are divinely guided towards your destination. Attention, I talk about intention, how you want to feel, what you want to create, and then attention, where you put your focus. Attention is really about feeling who you want to be right now before you accomplish your goal. I know it's weird, it's ironic, it seems strange, but this is exactly how it works. And you don't have to know how to do it, right? I don't know exactly how I'm gonna get my book distributed. I just know it's all gonna line up perfectly and brilliantly for me. That's all I have to know. I get to partner with the divine. The divine has a much bigger concept of what is possible for you than anything you could imagine. So the divine has this perspective of this or something better. You are creating the vibration, that fibrous string that goes in the water and sugar solution. 
and you're allowing it to condense on the string by holding that focus. That's the most important thing for you. Now, if you're anything like me, doubts and fears tend to come up. I really like the Sedona method to release thoughts that are not supportive. So I'm going to walk you through a little bit of the Sedona method as the next step to help you release thoughts that don't support you. It's fine that they come up. Just know that anything that comes up for you is temporary. It's on its way out. And so the better you are at just letting it flow through you and getting back into that beautiful vibration of what you do want to create the faster things will start to manifest for you. It is a practice. And trust me on this, because I know firsthand, you'll get to a certain level of mastery, and then the divine will give you a new opportunity to test yourself and see if you're really committed to the outcome you want and up the ante a little bit so you develop a higher level of mastery. This is what the game of life is all about. Your ability to master how much you love yourself. And through loving yourself, you're loving the rest of the world and everyone in it, and you're making everything possible. So I want you to focus on your issue and allow yourself to feel whatever you're feeling in this moment, whatever comes up for you. Allow yourself to welcome the sensations, the sounds, the mental pictures, and other thoughts that arise with the feeling. Ask yourself, could I allow myself to welcome or allow this feeling? Just welcome it in. Whatever it is, as you think about your issue, welcome it in. Now allow yourself to dig a little bit deeper to discover whether the feeling feels like it's coming from wanting approval, wanting to control wanting security, or wanting oneness. Sometimes it's about wanting separation because you're individual instead of oneness with the divine. You want to be that, yeah, I got this, you know, I can do this. So you could just ask yourself, is this feeling really about wanting approval, wanting to control, wanting security, wanting separation to be the individual from separate from the divine? Or wanting that oneness. If you're not sure which want is really the thing that's driving the emotion, or you feel like it might be several different wants all combined at the same time, pick one that you think is the most accurate. It's the most dominant for you. And the one that you just want to let go of first. Then you want to ask yourself one of two questions. Now, the first question, could I let go of wanting approval, of wanting control, of wanting security, of wanting separation, of wanting oneness, whatever that is. This question is great because it helps you let go of something that you've been holding on to for a while. We all have habits of thought. And when you notice that you've got this habit of thought, and a lot of us want to control things, hello, um, yeah. This question is really great. Could I let go of wanting this? Could I let go of wanting this? That's one question. A different question that you can ask. Could I welcome this wanting 
of approval, wanting to control, wanting security, wanting separation, wanting oneness. It's ironic. It's really interesting. But this question helps that emotion just pass through you and leave. So you don't accidentally end up hanging on to it because you don't have to. You don't have to hold on to it. But you allow yourself to feel it. It's fine if you feel it. There are no bad emotions. There's no judgment here. It removes all judgment. So can I let go? Could I let go of this wanting? Or could I welcome this wanting? Those are your two questions. It's it's really interesting because when you realize that you can let it go, you'll find yourself releasing spontaneously without a lot of extra thought. And it doesn't really matter what you answer to those questions. You could say yes, you could say no. And you'll find that you actually let go often, even if you've said no, nope, nope, I could not welcome this one day. But you let it go actually anyway. You know, it's really interesting because The key thing is you're not actually letting go of control or approval or security or oneness or individuality. You're letting go of the feeling of lack. You're letting go of the wanting part. That's the part that holds you back. So next step is to ask yourself, would I like to change this? Usually the answer is yes. Sometimes it's no. It's actually not yet. So let yourself just be with it for a moment and then go ahead and let it go. Could I let it go of wanting to change it? Could I let go of wanting to change it? Usually you'll be able to say yes, but if you just hang on to it for a little bit, you notice that you'll be able to let it go and be able to make a new choice. It's amazing how quickly that happens. Then you just repeat these steps as often as you need to, to let go of any unpleasant emotions, anything that feels like stuckness, anything that feels like a wanting, you can let go of it with ease. Now, I also sometimes use a hand gesture because I find I'm very kinesthetic. And so I find physical movement along with saying something, the more senses I involve, the more readily my body, mind, and emotions come together to support this new way of being. So what I like to do is kind of cup my hand near my mouth. And as I'm saying, Could I let it go? Yes. So I'll pull my hand down away from my mouth and out by my hip as if I'm scooping water away from my face and I'm throwing it behind me. Could I let this go? Yes. And I just let it go. And then I can move on from there. Okay, once you've done a little bit of that clearing, if something did come up for you as you thought about your issue and you've cleared any thoughts that are not supporting you, I want you to deliberately choose to feel the emotion of grateful delight. Grateful delight. Just fill yourself with grateful delight. You can feel so happy and excited and delighted by what's unfolding for you right now. You trust that whatever happens will be a blessing for you. Soak up that emotion. Just hang out here for a minute in grateful delight.
It feels so good. Yeah, there is this feeling of uncertainty, but it's like being in a room full of presents. Oh, it doesn't matter which present you open first. They're all going to be great. That is a very cool sensation to have. So go to your go-to emotion can be grateful, delight. Ah, oh, feels so good. Now, once you've been doing that for a little bit, I want you to direct your attention to your body. Notice what's happening in your body as you take on the emotion of grateful delight. You might start to feel an effortless floating sensation of relaxation, a centered knowing that fills your body. This Deeply peaceful, grateful sense of wonder feels so good, doesn't it? I love that. So just relax and float in that sensation, that wonderful inner knowing. Yeah. Yeah, you go from grateful delight to that inner knowing. This is the perfect space to be. You have that feeling that all is well, and it is done. We give thanks, and so it is. That's what you're saying to the universe. This is exactly what I want. Thank you, divine. This knowing, this grateful delight is exactly the space that I'm creating with this intention. This is precisely where I want to be. And honestly, this is the true essence of abundance. You are in this moment in creative partnership with the divine, maintaining this emotional space, this feeling space, which is where all creation happens. Now, I want to share a story with you from the Isaiah effect. I thought it was really, really powerful. The author's name is Greg, and he was with a Native American Indian friend. Greg had thought that he'd gone with his friend to pray for rain. And his friend said, no, I said I would pray rain. If I had prayed for rain, it would never have happened. When I was young, he said, our elders passed on to me the secret of prayer. The secret is that when we ask for something, we acknowledge what we do not have. Continuing to ask only gives power to what has never come to pass. Hear what I'm saying? It's like trying. I'll try to do that. No, no. There's yes and there's no. There's no in between maybe. And if you've been living in maybe, this is where you're stuck. Okay? So he said the path between man and the forces of the world begins in our hearts. It's here that our feeling world is married to our thinking world. In my prayer, I began with a feeling of gratitude for all that is and all that has come to pass. I gave thanks for the desert wind, for the heat, for the drought, for the way of it until now. It's not good. It's not bad. It has been our medicine. Then I chose a new medicine. I began to have the feeling of what rain feels like. 
I felt the feeling of rain on my body. Standing in the stone circle, I imagined that I was in the plaza of our village, barefoot in the rain. I felt the feeling of wet earth oozing between my naked toes. I smelled the smell of rain on the straw and mud walls of our village after storms. I felt what it feels like to walk through fields of corn growing up to my chest because the rains have been so plentiful. The old ones remind us that this is how we choose our path in this world. We must first have the feeling of what we wish to experience. This is how we plant seeds of a new way. From that point onward, our prayer becomes a prayer of thanks. Our prayer becomes a prayer of thanks for the opportunity to choose which creation we experience. Through our thanks, we honor all possibilities and bring the ones we choose into this world. Unless you yourself enter the image and think from it, it is incapable of birth. So interesting. So interesting because I talk about the five steps to activate your abundance. And he basically just took you through the five steps. First one is gratitude that you're in collaboration with the divine, co-creating your reality and knowing that what you have right now is something that you already co-created with the divine and you can create something new right now. How cool is that? Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is really exciting. Gratitude is always step one. Step two, acknowledge the feeling of what you want to create. And appreciate, step three, appreciate the difference it makes in your life. He could feel the mud squishing through his toes. He could sense the corn up to his chest, all of the plants vibrant and full of fruit. Right? Step four, activate abundance by declaring your truth. You're in partnership with the divine here. Come on. You're actively taking action to support your partnership. I loved another section in the book, The Isaiah Effect. They say faith becomes the acceptance of our power as a directive force in creation. You get that? Faith is acknowledging and appreciating and accepting the fact that we have the power to direct the intelligent field of creation, to direct the divine, to say, this is where I want to go. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This or something better. And I'm holding this space with you, divine, so that we can get there. Faith is knowing your role in that partnership with the divine, owning the responsibility of who you are, to love yourself, totally, completely, exactly as you are right now, and be willing to create something new, something even better, and love yourself even more. I really appreciate that. Faith becomes the acceptance of our power as a directive force in creation. It is this unified perspective that allows us to move forward in life, trusting that through our prayers, we have planted the seeds of new possibilities. Our faith allows us to rest assured that our prayers are accomplished. In this knowledge, our prayers become expressions of thanks, giving life 
to our choices as they blossom in the world. Step five, celebrate your progress. Yeah, the timing is up to the divine, not up to you. So you can't say, okay, I want a million bucks in my bank account tomorrow. Thank you. Uh Uh-uh, no. It's up to the divine, the timing and how it's going to happen. You are celebrating that you're doing your part to collaborate with the divine. You are actively putting the fibrous string in that jar of water and sugar. You are allowing the divine to condense along the path that you have defined for the divine. That is your role as a partner with the divine. Celebrate exactly what is in your life right now with joy, knowing that that's what you created. You came here with the divine and you created this. And now you're ready to create again, something new, something better, something amazing, something that is all you. Congratulations. You are magical and you're making it happen. You're really making a masterful difference just by being you. Remember, this is a practice. This is not a one and done overnight success. This is something that you do over and over and over again, just like breathing. You get better and better at breathing. When you focus on it, you pay attention to it and you are with it. You understand how it nourishes you, excites you, empowers and delights you. Stick around. I've got to activate abundance. It's going to be so fun. So are you ready to activate abundance in every single area of your life? You can get in flow with your business and your clients. It's as easy as you can imagine to create the kind of revenue you really want in your business. You can join me for the Abundance Journey six-week training and coaching program that help you turn your problems into prosperity. Just visit theabundancejourney.com to sign up for our next adventure. Boy, I made things tough for myself with this Activate Abundance segment because there's so much. There's so much to cover here. But obviously, the first thing that I'm really grateful for, we're not alone. We are never alone. We are in partnership with the divine. And your willingness to find information, your willingness to be curious and interested and engage with the world opens you up to receive more. It's when you feel like you're going to isolate and shelter yourself, and then you close yourself off from receiving. Being a good receiver makes all the difference in the world. So I'm very, very grateful that the divine has shown me over time how to open myself up so that I can truly receive. I'm very grateful for that. What I want to acknowledge is the ability to receive brilliance from so many different experts. I was telling you when I started that I read a lot of different books and they all kind of dovetailed. They covered different aspects of what I just shared with you. And every single one was so profound. I want to take a moment to acknowledge these specific books and their authors. So the first one was The Energy Code. And with The Energy Code, the author talks about how you can direct healing energy into your own body to heal yourself. And it can heal emotions, uh, physical issues, your mental concerns. It can heal you spiritually. 
I highly recommend the book, The Energy Cure, because it really does give you a simple methodology to direct your own life force energy and the divine into specific areas of your body that resonate throughout your body and your energy field, changing everything. It's truly spectacular. Another one that's related, but has some really interesting things to say is called The Energy Cure fascinating. The energy cure, he has a great story about actually testing his methodology with mice that were infected with a form of breast cancer, and they would only live for so long. And by using his technique, he got the mice to live a whole lot longer. In fact, later when they dissected the mice, they found out there was absolutely no cancer anywhere in their bodies. And one of the big keys that he talks about in the success of this energy work is that your mind is so busy and it's constantly going. And it's kind of like the divine's trying to pick up on what you're putting down. But have you ever seen somebody who can deal cards really, really fast? Like so fast you can't see them? That's your thoughts. And the divine's trying to figure out which which card, you know, wh- wh- huh? What do they what do they want? And you're busy, so busy that the divine can't make sense of what you want. So In this particular book, The Energy Cure, they've got a methodology for keeping your mind busy and focused on something fun that's entertaining and interesting for your mind so that the healing energy can happen through your body without you being distracted. You can distract your mind so that the energy can flow. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? Because sometimes sometimes we don't help the process all that much. I thought that was really interesting. Then I was blessed to interview Diane Collins. She is the author of Do You Quantum Think? Brilliant book. And I'm loving her course. Oh, yeah. It's it's really spectacular. And she offered us a very powerful question. Is this the reality I really want? Is this the reality I really want? Because if it's not, I can change it. I can change this reality. Yeah, that I have that power, that I am in partnership with the divine makes all the difference in the world. It's not all on me to figure it out. I'm in partnership. It's not all about me. It's through me and my willingness to show up effectively using the process that I just took you through. Okay. I loved what she had to say. So if you haven't read Do You Quantum Think, highly recommend it. Another great book, The Isaiah Effect. And the author went and looked at all these different spiritual texts that were written 500 years before Jesus Christ. And in that book, these texts are saying that prayer is actually an ancient form of technology. I know we don't think of prayer as technology, but there was logic and methodology behind prayers. Prayers were designed to align you with the divine so you could partner up and create the experience you want. That was the whole idea behind prayer. We just kind of took it out of context and got confused about how it all worked. And so I hope that using that story from the book about praying rain instead of praying for rain helped you understand that you get to be what you want before you create it. And you are being it through your emotions and feelings. You feel it in your body. And then that creates the resonance that lines up with the quantum field and lines up with the divine so that you get to experience this or something better. How cool is that? The Isaiah Effect, really interesting book, highly recommended. I also loved 
The Well-Lived Life. This book is written by a doctor. She's a woman that is 102 years old at the time of writing. Amazing. She has so many fabulous stories to tell. And she talks about how you have this life force that flows through you. And you've experienced it before. Anytime you get really excited and juiced about something, you're in the zone, you want to know more, you're curious, you're interested, you're leaning in. It's that yeah, baby energy that I talk about. That life force is always there for you. So she wants you to lean in because sometimes she uses the example of a stream and how a log, a tree will fall over the stream and cause a little dam and things start to back up and back up and back up. And then there will be a little trickle that makes its way around. You might be feeling stuck like that dam, but if you follow the trickle of life force, the something that really gets you excited and delighted and interested and helps you connect, when you follow that, everything starts to open up for you. And that stuck dam just completely disappears. And she's the one who used an Indian phrase. She grew up in India and her mom used to use this phrase and she'd scoop her hand by her mouth and scoop it away. And basically the phrase was, I don't need to give my life energy towards that. I don't need to give life force towards that. That doesn't need my attention. That's what she was saying is she would scoop it away. And that's why I love that motion. I love that idea of I'm letting it go. Yeah, I'm letting it go. I don't need this. I don't need to focus on it. I can move on. Remember, your attention is either focused on what you do want to create and everything that is going well for you or the opposite. And whatever you focus on, whatever you put your attention on is where you're telling the divine you want to go. So you've got to make sure your attention, your focus is completely aligned with your intention, what you want to create and how you want to feel as you create it. Very, very important. And of course, the Sedona method is magnificent. Highly recommend the Sedona method. I love this training about how to let go of unsupportive thoughts and all the hidden things that are holding us back. So I know that's a lot to acknowledge, (laughs) but It deserves your attention. All of these books deserve your attention. And truly what I'm acknowledging is that there is infinite genius here amongst us as close as a library. You have access to everything you want at your fingertips. You can Google it, Bing it, you know, use a search engine that helps you find information and ideas and experts and helps you identify what you want to know. It's available to you. That's really what I'm acknowledging. And I appreciate how I have access anytime I want. It's up to me to be curious and interested and lean in with that sense of love and delight. That sense of grateful delight changes everything. Absolutely everything. So, I can activate abundance by declaring that I'm in partnership with the divine, owning my role in supporting the divine to create the experience I want, this or something better. And I can take action towards my dreams. I can get curious. I can read a book. I can talk about the book with other people. I can exchange ideas. I can do exercises and practice things. There is this active doing because I've got a physical body and I've got all these different sensations, sight, sound, taste, touch, smell that I can use to bring things to life, to have an experience, a dynamic experience. 
And how wonderful that I'm doing this in concert with the divine. That's activating the abundance. Step five, celebrate your progress. This is what it looks like when it's working. It is an ongoing experience. And like I said, as soon as you develop a certain level of comfort and mastery, you'll get a whole new opportunity to lean in with love again, love for yourself, belief in yourself, faith that you are directing the divine and helping the divine co-create your reality. Wow. You're pretty powerful. I'm really proud of you. No, it's not easy and it's not supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be a little bit of a challenge so that you actually learn and grow from your experiences because the divine is trying to get you to be more love in the moment for yourself and for others. You're always challenged to bring more love into creation. More and more and more. It never ends. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you next time for The Abundance Journey. You've been listening to The Abundance Journey Show with Elaine Starling. Visit theabundancejourney.com slash podcast gifts to access today's gift as well as gifts from our other guests. Tune in every week to activate abundance in your life and business. If something resonated with you, please share it with your friends so they can benefit too. Keep activating abundance and we'll see you in the next episode.